0: This is the Nebraska Radio Football Show, proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel seedsmen place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at Channel.com. And your Midwest Ford dealers, visit BuyFordNow.com.
1: Simon Steps throws, pass intercepted, picked off Go, by Miles Farmer. Go to baby. The 35 to the 30, rook tied down to the 27 yard line. Miles Farmer's fourth career, INT. Yes! Yes! Simon gets the snap, steps, throws, pass is intercepted, picked off Brandon Moore with the INT at the 32-yard line. That a baby bam, what a pick, Huskers take over. A turn play action, back to throw is O'Connell, steps, throws toward the end zone, looking out there, but the Huskers are going to cover it and pick it off in the end zone. Second and six, DeVito goes shotgun motions the tight end so you have three eligible to the near side a little screen to the near side Huskers blow it up oh what a play made by Quentin Newsom! read that beautifully made the tackle it's a loss on the play of four yards
0: here's your host Greg Sharp on the Huskers radio network
1: Hey, welcome, to our Nebraska football show for the week and delighted to have defensive backs coach Travis Fisher with us for the hour. If you want to be a part of the show, 402-413-2400, that's the number to call. It's also the number if you want to fire off a text, uh, if that's your preferred mode of communication. Oscar's getting ready for another physical battle with the Minnesota Golden Gophers coming up on Saturday. But coach, I want to go back to last week. I really thought, and we commented on the broadcast a couple times, how hard I thought the guys on defense played to the final gun in that thing and you only gave up a couple field goals in the second half even though you got put in some tough spots. What did you think of the play last week by the defense?
2: Yeah, the guys have been doing a great job of just uh, continuing to play football. Um, Not worrying about um, what's going on on um, on offense. It's just been focused on defense and what they can do to help us win a football game. The energy has been great. The attitudes has been great on the sideline. Um, A lot of times, as a coach, when things are not going good, you kind of find those guys on the sideline that's disgruntled and always, you know, the bad energy guys. But man, was it was it wonderful to come on the sideline after they got off the field and everybody is in great spirits. Man, it's been great.
1: You had such a veteran group last year. You had the two safeties that had been here six years. You had Cam Tater-Britt, who certainly was a great leader for you. How have you filled that void back there? Have you felt like those guys, you're getting some good leadership and some good communication going on back there with that group?
2: Yeah, I feel like right now, you know, uh, those guys are getting old. Those younger guys are getting old. And they're they're starting to understand exactly what I want to, you know, um, what we're trying to accomplish in the back end, you know. Early in the year, those guys were, you know, young and making mistakes and, you know, we didn't need to make mistakes at the time, but they were making the young guy mistakes and, but they calmed down. And it's the same guys out there. They calm, they calmed down and they're playing their tails off. And um, um, Miles, and just the older guys, Miles Farmer and Quentin Newsome is leading the group. Um, like I told you guys before, and they're doing a great job of it.
1: To to my amateur eye, I thought Quentin played one of his best games as a Husker last week. Blew up a, a little wide receiver slip screen out in the flat. He chased down a guy who was trying to throw a half back pass, um, and got a sack on the play. How did you feel like
2: he played? I think he played a solid game. I mean, Quentin still has his best game ahead of him, as, as, you know, and so he knows that. And um, you know, Quentin is so mature on the football field. Um, he just knows exactly. You know, he takes film right to the field. So um, it's just excellent to have uh, Q on the field um, and playing his tail off this year for us. And um, also Miles Farmer is the same. You know, it's getting this groove here um, um, the last few games. And then um, Marquise Buford as well. So, The Illinois wants to
1: run the ball. Minnesota wants to run the ball. How, how big are those safeties when you know teams are going to try to line up and just run right at you? Safeties obviously
2: come into play a lot more, don't they? Absolutely, you know we got to get those guys keyed in to their keys and run fits, and um, and they got to be a big part of um, of stopping the run this week. We know uh, Minnesota has a great uh, physical, very physical um, team on offense and big, strong offensive line, guys that can move you around. Um, the running back is the NFL guy. Yeah, we know is. it. You know we know it. He, he's. He's been through the Big Ten, um, through and through. So he's an NFL guy, and we know it. He's going to be hard to tackle, and he runs low to the ground. and And you can give him 30, 40 carries in a game, and and he's going to still, he's going to still uh, bring the pressure, and we know it. So um, we got a tough task this week, but the safeties are. Um, are ready for that task 36 carries for mo ibrahim last week uh, for them in
1: their game against Rutgers. hey our chat with the coach proudly brought to you by channel channel seedsman place products to perform across nebraska get expert advice at yields results at channel.com as this season has moved on coach you started getting a little deeper into the depth chart and I think it was week three or four we saw for the first time Malcolm Hartsog, the true freshman from Mississippi. When did you kind of know, going back when camp opened in late July, that you had something special
2: there in Malcolm? Well, Malcolm has kind of been that little secret, you know, because he's, he's so quiet. You know, he makes his plays and he don't say a word. So he's, uh, he hasn't been the secret in the building. Um, but for the fans, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere and just came and started the football game and go out and have an get an interception. So, I mean, but to go back during camp, I mean, Malcolm led the production chart in camp. Tell people what that is. You you have this chart. So the production chart is something that I brought, you know, here when I first got here from the – and I had it in the NFL. So what we would do is everything you do, um, you make a tackle in practice. You – you get a PBU, you get a pick, you have a, a busted coverage. Everything calculates into points. All right, and at the end of camp, you, the kids never have to ask me who's starting, you know, or, or who's in the lineup. All they gotta do is just look at the production chart. And so since it's so competitive in camp and you have so many guys and they're young and they're old and um, you have so many guys that are competing um, sometimes for the same spots. It, and a lot of times they get the same plays in training camp. So we run so many plays. So um, you get a chance to put them in that competition deal and let let, it, let the chips fall where they may. So Malcolm was one of the guys that led the production chart, but he wasn't ready to, you know, to play because of just knowing all the calls. Um, but then early in the season when, you know, uh, having Tommy Hill out there and it just wasn't panning out right then, and I just needed the I needed a fresh hand at the time, and uh, Malcolm was the answer. So, it's
1: a big transition from Mississippi to Lincoln. How's he doing with that transition into here and being a college guy now? How's he doing with all that?
2: He's doing great. I mean, Quentin Newsom has probably been the biggest, um, the biggest probably person that's on the team to Malcolm to help him transition. Into uh, living here in Lincoln, and uh, they got a little background because Quentin's dad is from Mississippi and and all of that. So you know, um, so um, Quentin just took Malcolm up under his arms, and Malcolm sit right next to Quentin in the meetings, and you know he just learned, 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 learned so much. So how did we find
1: Malcolm Hartsog? There's got to be a story there in the recruiting process. Because yeah. we
2: really haven't focused on Mississippi much. There's always some stories in recruiting about how we find <laughs> players. But, you know, Malcolm is, you know, he made a ton of plays in high school. And uh, the thing about him is Malcolm was two inches taller. Everybody would yep. be on him. Oh, yeah. You know, but he's just right there He's a short kid. And you just got to believe in the talent. And then it's just us taking a – taking uh, that that approach, hey man, we believe in the talent that this kid has and we think this kid can help us out. And then first he started off, you know, kind of being a returner because his return skills were so so good in high school. And then he ended up coming here and then just, it was never, a, it was never, a, what I would say about Malcolm is um, the first game before I started him in the game, and I said, hey coach, you know, I don't think this moment is too big for the kid. So I think, you know, just putting them in any game is not going to be too big for him. And so that's, that's kind of how he's been playing. It's not, it doesn't matter the game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. The moment is not too big for him. He
1: wasn't here in the spring. He got here in the summer, like a lot of kids used to do. Now they all seem to be coming early and getting that spring ball, which is great. Um, have you had many players who've gotten here as true freshmen and not come until like June and played as much as, as he's playing? No. Cam
2: didn't do that. Nope, Cam didn't do it. Not not as much as Malcolm is playing. Cam didn't do it, but um a lot of times a lot of times you get you you get guys like that sometimes and you get guys that come in and the moment is not too big and they just become a sponge and what you tell them they remember. And some guys what you tell them they don't remember and you have to tell them you know over and over and then they get it. And some guys are just rep rep reps. And some guys kind of like it's Malcolm. You know that he, you know, you ask him, and he shakes his head because he don't talk much. And, <laughs> you know, and I hear, Malcolm, you got to talk back to me, bro. You got, you know. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it's fun coaching Malcolm, and just, you know, the thing about him is you can teach him something, and it's never too big. You know, um, it's never too much, and he gets it, and he's he's working his tail off. Dorothy Lynch, home style, light and lean dressing,
1: endless flavorability. So that's the young kid. And then you get, in August, Brandon Moore, who goes back to your time at UCF. He finds his way to Lincoln. And this guy's on the other scale. He's like mid-20s and out there playing some college football. And he's done some good things for you,
2: Coach. (laughs) Yep. Bam is like my baby boy I had a long time ago when I recruited him down in Orlando and then uh, played some good football for us Um, Um, down at UCF. And then, um, you know, Bam kinda got hurt, you know, had some adversity there in in college, down at UCF. And then, you know, he was one of those kids that were probably gonna go to the NFL because he was just that good of a player, and then he ended up having a really, really bad knee injury. And uh, it took him really down in the dumps and uh, that knee injury is probably one of those type of knee injuries that most guys don't come back from. But Bam, you know, uh, overcame it, and and he had one year of football left, and he decided to go to Florida State um, and transfer with Mackenzie Milton, one of his teammates, and and it just didn't work out at Florida State, I guess, you know, and so, um, you know, he let us know here somewhere in the recruiting process that hey. He's no longer at Florida State, he's home, and he's, uh, he wanted to spend his last year here with me, and, uh, and so he came up. So we were fortunate enough to you know, get, him some, get him up in the recruiting process and get him up here, and, and, uh, and he's been great. What kind of shape was he in when you got him? Because that's been a long time since he played. I was worried about that. I was worried, you know, he looks good, but I was worried about what kind of shape he was in because he missed so much. And but um, he's a gr- he's a grown man, you know. So you know he's going to do what it, he's going to do what it takes to get his body um, ready to play a football game. And so uh, the biggest thing for Bam is to to kind of help me with the culture um, because he's been with me for a while. And to kind of helped me with the culture with the younger guys, with me having young guys this year. to kind of help me with those younger guys. So he did a good job of doing that so when he first got in the door. Before he even touched the field, he yeah. was doing that for me at least. So Has your
1: terminology changed much since when you were at UCF? Did he have to pick up a lot of new language stuff? Or was there, are you fairly similar with what you're teaching?
2: No, I've grown a lot. But, you know, obviously um, being here in the Big Ten, you know, um, you know, people present different stuff. And it's, you know, um, so it's more stuff for BAM to learn. It was more. And, um, but he picks it up. You know, he picked it right up. And he's smart. You know, he's mature. So he knows what to do with his time. And he's graduated already. From, so he's here in grad school. So
1: A year ago, I was so impressed with Buford particularly on special teams, he didn't play a lot defensively because you had all those long tooth guys at safety.
2: Tell me about the year he's had for you. Buford is a, hes a war daddy. I mean, he's – I mean, you asked him to do something, he's doing it, and he's going to do it full speed. So um, he's been banged up all year. And you can't tell it because he don't come out the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, he flies around. He has he has so much fun. It's, I enjoy watching him play, but he's the same way at practice. He is the same way on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday. So you know um, what he's doing in the football games um, don't surprise us. I and mean, he does it in practice. I mean, he he's still willing to go be on special teams. He's a great person, he's a great teammate, Um, and um, he's great to be here in Nebraska.
1: Possibility of a future captain? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Hands down. Like he has that kind of qualities
1: about him. Yep. Yeah, well, I, you know, last year we just didn't see a lot of him because he just ran down on special teams, and and yeah, so when he was out there making plays early in the year, it was fun to watch.
2: But you got to understand, it's just his first year playing defense. That, that's right. So you know, it's his first year playing defense. So it's Miles Farmer, first year starting defense. It's it's um, it's um, Marquise Buford, first year playing defense. It's Malcolm Harms, first year playing defense. Yeah, you know, so. Um, in a grown-up league. Yeah. A-
1: and Mickey talked about that this week. And I want your thoughts, too, because Mickey said, you know, in the SEC, there weren't a lot of seniors because guys would go off to the NFL. He goes, this league, you got fifth, sixth, and even in some cases
2: seventh-year guys that hang around. These are grown men playing in Big Ten week after week. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand, I mean, a lot of times guys go to the NFL and they're not ready, you know. So yeah. sometimes <laughs> yeah, it kind of works the other way, too. I mean, hats off and kudos to those kids that stand in college. You know, developing all the way instead of going You know, not everybody can go to the National Football League early, right? Um, a lot of those guys go there early and realize, oh man, Ooh, different deal, yeah. So, um, so, but yeah, developing guys and <laughs> developing guys, you want to be able to develop these players and, um, uh, and let them, and let them grow.
1: Our uh, Sports Nightly hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime with 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you're looking for with Woodhouse. 402-413-2400. That's the number to dial us up with a comment or question or if you want to fire off a text. A lot more with a coach coming up.
0: This is the Nebraska Radio Football Show, proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel seedsmen place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at Channel.com. And your Midwest Ford dealers, visit buyfordnow.com.
1: Simon steps, throws, pass intercepted, picked off Go, by Miles Farmer. Go, to baby. The 35 to the 30, rook tied down to the 27 yard line. Miles Farmer's fourth career, INT. Yes! Simon gets the snap. Steps, throws, pass is intercepted. Picked off Brandon Moore with the INT at the 32-yard line. That a baby, bam. What a pick. Huskers take over. They turn, play action. Back to throw is O'Connell. Steps, throws toward the end zone. Looking out there, but the Huskers are going to cover it and pick it off in the end zone. Second and six. DeVito goes shotgun motions the tight end so you have three eligible to the near side a little screen to the near side Huskers blow it up oh what a play made by Quentin Newsom! read that beautifully made the tackle it's a loss on the play of four yards
0: here's your host Greg Sharp on the Huskers radio network
1: Hey, welcome. It's our Nebraska football show for the week. I'm delighted to have defensive backs coach Travis Fisher with us for the hour if you want to be a part of the show. 402-413-2400. That's the number to call. It's also the number if you want to fire off a text uh, if that's your preferred mode of communication. Oscar's getting ready for another physical battle with the Minnesota Golden Gophers coming up on Saturday. But Coach, I want to go back to last week. I really thought, and we commented on the broadcast a couple times, how hard I thought the guys on defense played to final gun in that thing and you only gave up a couple field goals in the second half even though you got put in some tough spots. What do you think of the play last week
2: by the defense? Yeah, the guys have been doing a great job of just uh, continuing to play football. Um, not worrying about um, what's going on on, um, on offense. it just been focused on defense and what they can do to help us win a football game. The energy has been great. The attitudes has been great on the sideline. Um, a lot of times, as a coach, when things are not going good, you just kind of find those guys on the sideline that's disgruntled and always, you know, the bad energy guys. But man, was it was it wonderful to come on the sideline after they get off the field and everybody is in great spirits. Man, it's been great. You had such a veteran
1: group last year. You had the two safeties that had been here six years. You had Cam Tater-Britt, who certainly was a great leader for you. How have you filled that void back there? Have you felt like those guys, you're getting some good leadership and some good communication going on back there with that group?
2: Yeah, I feel like right now, you know, uh, those guys are getting old. Those younger guys are getting old, and they're they're starting to understand exactly what I want to, you know, um, what we're trying to accomplish in the back end, you know, Early in the year those guys were you know young and making mistakes and you know we didn't need to make mistakes at the time but they were making the young guy mistakes and but they calmed down and it's the same guys out there they come they calm down and they're playing their tails off and um, um, miles and just the older guys miles farmer and Quentin Newsom is leading the group um, like I told you guys before and they're doing a great job of it.
1: To to my amateur eye, I thought Quentin played one of his best games as a Husker last week. Blew up a a little wide receiver slip screen out in the flat. He chased down a guy who was trying to throw a
2: half back pass, and got a sack on the play. How did you feel like he played? I think he played a solid game. I mean, Quentin still has his best game ahead of him, you know, and so he knows that. And um, you know, Quentin is so mature on the football field. um, He just knows exactly. You know, he takes film right to the field. So um, it's just excellent to have uh, Q on the field um, and playing his tail off this year for us. And um, also Miles Farmer, it's the same. You know, it's getting this groove here um, um, the last few games. And then um, Marquise Buford as well. So
1: The Illinois wants to run the ball. Minnesota wants to run the ball. How, how big are those safeties when you know teams are going to try to line up and just run right at you? Safeties obviously come into play a lot more, don't they?
2: Absolutely, you know we got to get those guys keyed in to the keys and run fits, and um, and they got to be a big part of um, of stopping the run this week. We know uh, Minnesota has a great uh, physical, very physical um, team on offense and big, strong offensive line, guys that can move you around. Um, the running back is the NFL guy. Mm-hmm. We is. know it. You know we know it. And he's. He's been through the Big Ten, um, through and through. So he's an NFL guy, and we know it. And he's going to be hard to tackle, and he runs low to the ground. and And you can give him 30, 40 carries in a game, and and he's going to still, he's going to still uh, bring the pressure, and we know it. So um, we got a tough task this week, but the safeties are, um, are ready for that task.
1: Thirty six carries for. Mo Ibrahim last week uh, for them in their game against Rutgers. Hey, our chat with the coach proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman Place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice at results at Channel.com. As this season has moved on, coach, you started getting a little deeper into the depth chart, and I think it was week three or four we saw for the first time Malcolm Hartsog, the true freshman from Mississippi. When did you kind of know going back when camp opened in late July that you had something special there in Malcolm?
2: Well, Malcolm has kind of been that little secret you know because he's he's so quiet you know he makes his plays and he don't say a word so he's uh he hasn't been the secret in I in the building Um, but for the fans you know he kind of came out of nowhere and just came and started the football game and go out and have an an interception so I mean but to go back during camp I mean Malcolm led the production chart in camp
1: tell people what that is
2: you you have this chart so the production chart is something that I brought you know, here when I first got here from the, and I had it in the NFL, so what we would do is, everything you do, um, you make a tackle in practice, you get a PBU, you get a pick, you have a, a busted coverage. Everything calculates into points, all right? And at the end of camp, you, the kids never have to ask me who's starting, you know, or, or who's in the lineup. All they gotta do is just look at the production chart. And so since it's so competitive in camp and you have so many guys and they're young and they're old and um, you have so many guys that are competing um, sometimes for the same spots it, and a lot of times they get the same plays in training camp. So you run so many plays. so. Um, you get a chance to put him in that competition deal and let, let, it, let the chips fall where they may. So Malcolm was one of the guys that led the production chart, but he wasn't ready to, you know, to play because of just knowing all the calls. Um, but then early in the season when you know uh, having Tommy Hill out there, and it just wasn't panning out right then, and I just needed a, I needed a fresh hand at the time. And uh, Malcolm was the answer. So, It's a big transition from
1: Mississippi to Lincoln. How's he doing with that transition into here and being a college guy now? How's he doing with
2: all that? He's doing great. I mean, Quentin Newsom has probably been the biggest um, the biggest probably person that's on the team to Malcolm to help him transition into um, living here in Lincoln. And um, they got a little background because Quentin's dad is from Mississippi and, and all of that. So, you know, um, so, um Quentin just took Malcolm up under his arms, and Malcolm sit right next to Quentin in the meetings. And, you know, he just learned, 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 learned so much. So.
1: How did we find Malcolm Hartzog? There's got to be a story there in the recruiting process.
2: Because yeah. we really haven't focused on Mississippi much. There's always some stories in recruiting about how we find <laughs> players. But, you know, Malcolm is, you know, he made a ton of plays in high school. And uh, the thing about him is Malcolm was two inches taller everybody will yep. be on him, Oh yeah. you know but he's just right there he's a short kid and you just got to believe in the talent and then it's just us taking a taking uh that that approach hey man we believe in the talent that this kid has and we think this kid can help us out and then first he started off you know kind of being a returner because his return skills were so so good in high school and then he ended up coming here and then just it was never a, it was never uh what i would say about Malcolm is um the first game before I started him in the game, I said, Hey, coach, you know, I don't think this moment is too big for the kid. So I think, you know, just putting him in any game it's not going to be too big for him. And so that's that's kind of how he's been playing. It's not. It doesn't matter the game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. The moment is not too big for him.
1: He wasn't here in the spring. He got here in the summer like a lot of kids used to do. Now they all seem to be coming early and getting that spring ball, which is great. Um, have you had many players who've gotten here as true freshmen and not come until like June and
2: played as much as as he's playing? No, Cam didn't do that. Nope, Cam didn't do it. Not not as much as Malcolm is playing. Cam didn't do it, but um, a lot of times, a lot of times you get you you get guys like that sometimes, and you get guys that come in and the moment is not too big, and they just become a sponge. And what you tell them, they remember. And some guys, what you tell them, they don't remember, and you have to tell them you know, over and over and then they get it. And some guys are just rep, rep, reps. And some guys kind of like this Malcolm, you know, that, he, you know, you ask him and he shakes his head because he don't talk much, <laughs> you know. And I hear Malcolm, you got to talk back to me, bro. You got you know, but anyways, um, it's fun coaching Malcolm and, just, you know, the thing about him is you can teach him something and it's never too big, you know, um, it's never too much. And he gets it, and he's, he's working his tail off.
1: Dorothy Lynch, homestyle, light and lean dressing, endless slaverability. So that's the young kid. And then you get in August, Brandon Moore, who goes back to your time at UCF. He finds his way to Lincoln, and this guy's on the other scale. He's like mid 20s and out there playing some college football, and he's done some good things for you,
2: coach. <laughs> yep, Bam is like my baby boy I had a long time ago when I recruited him down in Orlando and then uh, played some good football for us um, down at UCF. And then, um, you know, Bam kind of got hurt, you know, had some adversity there in in college down at UCF. And then, you know, he was one of those kids that were probably gonna go to the NFL because he was just that good of a player. And then he ended up having a really, really bad knee injury. And uh, it took him really down in the dumps and uh, that knee injury is probably one of those type of knee injuries that most guys don't come back from. But Bam, you know, uh, overcame it and, and he had one year of football left and he decided to go to Florida State um, and transfer with Mackenzie Milton, one of his teammates. And, and it just didn't work out at Florida State, I guess, you know. And so, um, you know, he let us know here somewhere in the recruiting process that, hey, He's no longer at Florida State. He's home, and he's uh, he wanted to spend his last year here with me, and uh, and so he came up. So we we're fortunate enough to, you know, get him some, get him up in the recruiting process, and get him up here, and and, uh, and he's been great. What kind of shape was he in when you got him? Because that's been a long time since he played. I was worried about that. I was worried, you know, he looks good, but I was worried about what kind of shape he was in because he missed so much. And but um, he's a gr- he's a grown man, you know. So you know he's going to do what it, he's going to do what it takes to get his body um, ready to play a football game. And so uh, the biggest thing for Bam is to to kind of help me with the culture um, because he's been with me for a while. And they kind of helped me with the culture with the younger guys. With me having young guys this year, they kind of helped me with those younger guys. So he did a good job of doing that so when he first got in the door. Before he even touched the field, he yeah. was doing that for me at least. So.
1: Has your terminology changed much since when you were at UCF? Did he have to pick up a lot of new language stuff? Or was there, are you fairly similar to what you're teaching?
2: No, I've grown a lot. But, you know, obviously um, being here in the Big Ten, you know, um, You know, people present different stuff. And it's, you know, um, so it's more stuff for Bam to learn. It was more. And, um, but he picks it up. You know, he picked it right up. And he's smart. You know, he's mature. So he knows what to do with his time. And he's graduated already. So he's here in grad school. So. A year ago,
1: I was so impressed with Buford. Particularly on special teams, he didn't play a lot defensively because you had all those long tooth guys in safety. Tell me about the year he's had for you.
2: Buford is, a, he's a war daddy. I mean, he's, I mean, you asked him to do something, he's doing it and he's going to do it full speed. So um, he's been banged up all year and you can't tell it because he don't come out the game. Yeah. Um, um, he flies around. He has he has so much fun. It's, I enjoy watching him play. But he's the same way at practice. He is the same way on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday. So, you know, um, what he's doing in the football games um, don't surprise us. I mean, he does it in practice. I mean, he he's still willing to go be on special teams. He's a great person he's a great teammate um, and um, he's great to be here in Nebraska possibility of a future captain absolutely absolutely I mean absolutely hands it's down like he has that hands down kind of qualities about him yep
1: Yeah, well, you know, last year we just didn't see a lot of him because he just ran down on special teams, and and yeah, so when he was out there making plays early in the year, it was fun to watch.
2: You got to understand, it's just his first year playing defense. That's right. So you know, it's his first year playing defense. So it's Miles Farmer first year starting defense. It's it's um, it's, um, Marquise Buford first year playing defense. It's Malcolm Harms first year playing defense. Yeah, you know, so. in a grown-up league. And yeah. and Mickey talked about that this
1: week and I want your thoughts too cuz Mickey said you know in the SEC there weren't a lot of seniors cuz guys would go off to the NFL. He goes this league you got fifth, sixth and in some cases seventh year guys that hang around.
2: These are grown men playing in the Big 10 week after week. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand. I mean, a lot of times guys go to the NFL and they're not ready. You know, so yeah. sometimes <laughs> Yeah. It kind of works the other way too. I mean, hats off and kudos to those kids that stay in college you know, developing all the way instead of going. You know, not everybody can go to the National Football League early. Right. Um, a lot of those guys go there early and realize, oh man, Ooh, different deal. Yeah. So. Um, so, but yeah, developing guys and <laughs> developing guys. You want to be able to develop these players, and uh, and let them and let them grow.
1: Our uh, Sports Hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime with 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you're looking for with Woodhouse. We're back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, which is sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Dealer supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. It's our football radio hour. Defensive backs coach Travis Fisher with us until the top of the hour. If you want to be part of the show with a call or a text, 402-413-2400. Doug and Norfolk coach, who would you say is the best player that you've coached? Woo, man. It's not loaded up or anything.
2: That is coming in hot. Yes, guys at UCF player, are
1: pretty darn good. The best
2: player that I've coached.
1: Boodles with the Chiefs. Cam Tater Brits with the Bengals.
2: I'm gonna have to leave that question out there. All right, let, let him, let because I, because of how I feel about my guys. Yeah. No, that's fair. But I will tell you that I've had a first-round pick. I've had a second-round pick. I've had a third-round pick. I, I got some guys. So all yeah. of them are good. All of my good players. Um, all of them are good players. And and um, how much fun was it to coach Decap when he was here? It was very fun to coach Decap. Very fun to coach Decap. He worked. He worked. He was. He was. He was. Uh, Quentin Newsom is the closest thing to him as far as what he knows and being a sponge and um, just being a pro at how to line up, just being a pro at the small things.
1: Jessica wants to know, Coach, if you can, they can get you involved in a little
2: rap collab with uh, Javier and Miles. You up for that at all? I am. I mean, those guys have been stealing my stuff anyway. so Yeah. You know?
1: So... You told a good story when you went to Miles' house when you recruited
2: him. Let, let, let the folks hear about that, about that. So the recruiting process with Miles is we, would, we found out that Miles had about four or five songs out that he had recorded himself. And we'd go to the house on the recruiting visit to do a home visit, and his dad would have him come down and sing us wow. his new music. Wow. Yeah, he would do it, but no, he wasn't ashamed. Here come right downstairs and do it. And so. Javier obviously has some musical talents too. And if you go on Apple Apple Music right now and type wow. up and type up his stuff, it, he has music, music, you know. So Javier has videos and stuff. So. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Good for those guys. Hey, our chat with the coach is proudly brought to you by Channel Channel Seedsman. Place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at Channel. .com. Jim in our chat room says, good answer. I'm not giving an answer on the best player that you
2: coached. You don't want to make somebody mad at you. Nope. Can't do that. I use those guys to do favors for me and come help me. <laughs> come help me talk to the young guys.
1: <laughs> How about Isaac Gifford? How well has he been playing? for And How much are,
2: progress are you seeing in his game? Isaac Gifford is doing a good job. He's, he, he, he's, 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 he's growing up, man. He's becoming a grown man. He's mature, and, you know, like to see Isaac just, Isaac is kind of like, you know, he knows it depends on who he's with and depends on what he's doing. he knows exactly what he's, how it's supposed to, how he's supposed to do everything that he's doing. But sometimes he would get, I'm going to do Isaac, you know. Sometimes they get like that sometimes, so. Um, but when he's on point, he's on point, man. So he's came along. He's
1: come a long ways. You were here for at least a year with Luke, and they're they're totally different, right? I mean, Luke was probably bigger than Isaac as a player. Yep. A so personality, Luke, are they
2: anywhere close? Luke or? was more. Um, the personalities are probably about the same. Um, Luke was very calm, and but on the field, he wasn't. Um, Isaac is the same way. Isaac, just, Isaac is the same way. Isaac is more uh, looking at him. He's never really smiling. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, hmm. It depends on when you catch him, you know. Is he just a grouch, or what is the deal? No, there? he's not a grouch, but if you say something to him, he'll smile. All right. You know, so he's not—he's not—he's not mad. He doesn't have an attitude. He's a great person. He's—he's just—he's a football guy. So he's always—you know—he's a football guy.
1: Bill Bush said yesterday that he goes, you know, this group hasn't had a ton of success, but he says,
2: man, are they fun to be around? Yep. You feel that same way? I do feel that same way. Uh, but you know, this group has been. A lot of these guys have had success. It's just, Bill might say that because he's new on defense, but I'm not new on defense. So I've seen these guys have a lot of success. Um, I've seen Miles, Miles Farmer have success against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I've seen Quentin Nilsson last year. I've seen Marquise Buford have success this year. You know, so I've seen these guys have success as a team. As a team, uh, that part of success is, is more what I think about. But this secondary has had success. Um, you know, last year, um, Miles didn't start, but Deontay and Markell did, but he still made big plays for us, you know. So, um, he's had some success. So, I can see kind of what Bill is talking about, but I don't see the same thing because I've seen it. I've I've been in the picture, you know, the whole time.
1: Jeremy in Texas, coach says, hey, we got a couple guys from high-level programs that have transferred in, Kane Williams and Tyreek Johnson. Any chance that we see those guys play?
2: Uh, Tyreek is hurt. He's been banged up. So um, probably won't see Tyreek, but Kane is healthy, and he's practicing, and he's doing a good job. So hopefully we'll see Kane here pretty soon. Good. Very
1: good. 402-413-2400. That's the number to be a part of the program. Buckle up. Put that phone down. It's a reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Still time if you want to be a part of it. We're back with our final segment with the coach next. (laughs) Folks, if the Huskers return the first or second half opening kick for a touchdown, you could be a winner of a $54,000 credit on a new vehicle from any Woodhouse Auto Family dealership this season if you'd like to get yourself entered to be a contestant go to huskers.com slash woodhouse for official rules and then find out all the details on getting entered 402-413-2400 the number to be a part of our football show travis fisher with us for just a couple more minutes let's go to bellevue and rich good evening rich you're up next
0: hey coach how you doing i'm doing good how are you great great Hey, listen, I, I'm not calling to complain. I'm, I'm just calling to uh, discuss two areas of defensive coverage. One is uh, pass plays where the receiver is going to catch a ball, one guy covers the receiver, and the other guy has the opportunity to intercept that pass many times. And we sort of don't grab that opportunity, you know? Yes. And the other is, the other area I'm concerned about is when, I, I know each player has their area of coverage, but letting the receiver catch that ball without being on his back at the same time he touches that ball, we, I noticed we've had some, recent, some weakness in that and I'll hang up and uh listen to what you got to say.
2: Okay, thank you. So, what is he, what, what what are you saying is 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 true? I mean, it's, it has been some it's been some times in this game in these games where um there's been guys in coverage. Wow. Uh, there's been guys in coverage and um there's been guys in situations where hey, it's time to shine it's time to make your play it's time this is the reason why you came to nebraska It's you know the moment can't be too big and we didn't we didn't we didn't make that play so um i wish I, I wish i can pull out the magic wand but what you're saying is true i mean we have to make the plays when we have to make the plays that we're supposed to make you know and that and that and that's that's why i'm here you know because You know, I see the same thing. We have to make the plays that we're supposed to make. And the plays that, you know, require us to be, you know, uh, Superman, you know, maybe you make one of those, you know. Maybe you make one of those. Um, But the ones that we're supposed to make, we have to make them. And and, then it's been a couple games that, um, um, that I can remember, and a couple plays for sure that I can remember that, Uh, we left left it out on the field, you know, especially early in the season. I I, I got a couple in my head right now early in the season that we definitely left right out there on the field. And we talk about it and we show them and we put them in those situations in practice and that's one of the things I do. I'm going to put them in that same situation in practice and I'm going to make them make that play that they were supposed to make on Saturday. So they can feel good about it and so can I can feel good about it. And so that's the one way that I uh – I kind of fix those. Yeah, but one way that seconds. I kind of fix some of those issues is sometimes on Saturday when we don't do things that we're supposed to do. It's important for me to get those guys back in there on Monday or the first time we can touch the field and put them in that same situation, um, so they can make it. They can make that play.
1: Coach, we always appreciate you coming in. Good luck Saturday. Let's go get these gophers. Appreciate you having me on here. Travis Fisher with us here tonight. Nebraska 811 says go dig red. Before you dig, always call it or click 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. Folks, winter is coming. Like it or not, for a limited time, cattlemen can lock in quantity and price discount when you register to win 10 bags of CVA Advantage range cubes with 23% protein and you go online to
2: cbaco-op.com
1: Full Sports Island coming your way tomorrow night. Enjoy the rest of your night. Good night.